0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: Hi, I'm Helen Peacock, and I'm a spiritual medium. And welcome to Spirit Chat. My mission and passion is to bring comfort and validations that your loved ones are still with you once they have crossed over to the other side. I'm a messenger and a bridge between you and the spirit world. On this podcast, I will be sharing and demonstrating how I connect with spirit. I will also be helping you to develop your own intuition so that you can strengthen your very own connection with your loved ones. I will also have some great guests and chat about the spirit world, as well as sharing my readings with people. The afterlife is a celebration, and your loved ones are still with you and willing to communicate. So yes, the conversations continue. Now let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to Spirit Chat episode number 12. And what an exciting episode I have for you. This one is an interview with a fellow medium by the name of Beth Lynch, who's based out of Florida, and she's also a spiritual teacher. She's also an author. And yes, that's what we basically talk about is some golden nuggets from her amazing book, which is called Life, Death, and In Between. And I loved her energy. I loved her interview. There's some few, you know, hysterical moments in there, I have to say. And some of the things that we do discuss is the law of attraction, you know, mindset, meditations. She shares some stories from her clients. So I'm going to leave it up to you whether to get a pen and paper and perhaps jot some things down because, yeah, interesting conversation. So happy listening, my friends. Hello, friends. Welcome to Spirit Chat, episode number 12. And I have a very special guest today. And I'd like to welcome Beth Lynch. Um, I'll just do a little bit of an intro, Beth, um, that I had just... uh, found on your website is that okay if i mentioned that absolutely right. so first of all let's let me welcome you so we can hear your beautiful voice all the way from florida um and first of all i just want to back up the bus very quickly i'm really really excited how i met beth and um we have to give a, a big shout out to julie guy who was my my last <laughs> my last guest uh, what was that? That was episode number 11 And that was all roads lead to Bon Joey. When you get a chance, Beth, you you have to. You have to listen to it. I, have to. I will listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So welcome oh. Beth, Beth. I'm so, so, so excited for my guests to hear you and all about you. Um, so I'm just gonna just read very quickly from your website. I found it very fascinating. So Beth here as a child, uh, sensitivity to thoughts and feelings confused at, the, at times terrified her. Fast forward 30 years of curiosity, faith and healing. It is now her passion and purpose to help others understand intuition and healing, thoughts and the power of love. The death of both parents in a short period of time made her face the depth of loss and the process of healing grief. And the learning and healing process, the understanding of death also became clear. The truth transformed sensitivity into strength in turn her intuitive gifts and abilities were clearly about helping her but also to help others living a life committed to meditation higher awareness and personal healing her sensitivity to the spiritual realm became natural and helping others wasn't inevitable she feels blessed to help others connect to those crossed as well as intuitively guide them to a place of higher understanding in their own journey. She has been practicing meditation and yoga for 16 years and knows firsthand the importance of balancing a spiritual practice, motherhood, and a career. She has founded the Inner Light Awareness and Practitioner Program and is passionate about teaching meditation to all ages. She volunteers in her communities to teach and share meditation and wisdom. And one more thing, Beth truly feels life experiences will be our greatest opportunity to learn and our greatest teacher. Embracing all roles in life as a mother, woman, and intuitive, she feels, is a blessing and hopes to help others recognize the privilege of life. The understanding that we are energy, we are one, is important to hold in our minds and hearts for survival and in our world today. Yes!
0: That makes me cry. I wrote that. You did. <laughs> yes, I did. I wrote well, my you know, bio. I've, I know but it's evolved you know, over the years. I think. But.
1: <laughs> how often do we go back and read that? Right. So, it, and and when I was reading, it's like you know what? I'm just going to read exactly what is written here because it's you in a nutshell right there. Um, I do have to say for my audience that I was very honored and blessed to have listened because I got the audible version of your book, Life, Death, and In Between loved it um so for my readers my listeners out there i do highly recommend uh listening or ordering the book you have do you have it soft and hardcover uh just
0: soft cover just soft ebook. Cover. I, I think oh, it's, it's, it's an ebook audio ebook and soft cover yeah. yes
1: and it's right behind you yeah. so when i post this on youtube they'll yes. see they'll mm-hmm. see it right there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so her website is innerlightteaching.com. Yes, I visited and man, you you're a woman of many hats. I love it. <laughs>
0: 30 and years almost. I was just going to say
1: doing this for 30 years, uh still going strong, you're still working away. Uh I love the fact that you you know everything that you've learned. I loved how you or and your experiences how you incorporated that into your book. I think it was mm-hmm. 10 chapters, right? Um, one thing that I'd like to discuss, um, not only as a medium, a spiritual teacher, but also the fact that it's the meditation and how much meditation has changed your life. Um, there was one thing that you did mention um, in your book, and that is I, I would like for you to share uh, with the audience how you you know, you went to Delphi University and you, you know, learned meditation through there, but you also, uh, went in with prayer. And then when you learned about the science part, you know, with the, with the gamma and the, the, you know, the the brain waves, all the (laughs) levels Mm -hmm. of the brain waves, the alpha, the beta, the gamma, all of that. And then incorporating that, so it's like you, you took the prayers and the science part of it. If you can just share with my audience, you know, how, what you took away from that.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, I, prayer to me is the oldest form of meditation. I was brought up in Catholic school system. So the rosary and, you know, you repeat the prayer, you repeat the prayer, repeat mm-hmm, the prayer. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I realized, and I always felt comfortable talking to God, the universe, the powers that be. Um, Jesus, I mean that was my wheelhouse, you know, where I was comfortable and just having natural conversations. So I felt like when I learned, when I experienced my first real meditation, where I really felt I some I went somewhere, you know, and that took time. It was a two year period where I would mm-hmm. be like, I can't stop my thoughts, I can't stop thinking, mm-hmm. I can't, and you know, I I learned we're not supposed to stop thinking; it's part of it, of the, the, the thought energy. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, just learning that prayer is the oldest form of meditation and meditation is mediation between your thoughts and your emotional responses, between your higher self, your personality. You know, those are. And then, you know, just the Silva course is what I took for a weekend once when I was already practicing my own meditation time. And I started just going to my heart light. That was where inner light teachings actually came from because I would just go there naturally and mm-hmm. breathe into my heart, you know, and it was such a natural thing. And then, you know, I just saw the benefits. First of all, being able to read, focus, and concentrate, which I never could do. And now in my 30s, all of a sudden, I'm I'm reading something once and getting it. That was mind-blowing to me because the focus and constant, you know, I never thought practicing something every day for a few minutes or something actually would make me be able to read and edit you know, adhere the information. And that was, but also just the feelings that I got and the coping skills and the discipline and how Mm -hmm. you respond emotionally. I mean, all of it just unfolded for me. So does that answer the question or did I go off? Yeah.
1: Do do you find that when you, when you do your meditation, do you find you have a clearer connection when it's, when connecting with loved ones? Do you feel that it does make a difference for you?
0: Oh yeah, because you know you got to look at it as frequency. You know our friend Mister Tesla, energy, you know know, the secrets. The secrets are uncovered. I mean, why are we letting these be secrets? The you know in our higher, in our meditative state, we're going up in frequency, and the science behind that with the alpha theta. You know, I don't say I I can. I don't know which wave we're supposed to be in. I mean, I know, but off the top of my head, no, I don't. But it really is the science behind it. And it shows the power of this on the chemicals in the brain and the chemical releases in our system. So, you know, that's an area when people think meditation is whatever, woo woo, or doesn't work. I'm like, there, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta trust a process here because this yes. is science. This is running your body, yeah. how you're responding, how you're making choices, and how you're not. Also, you know, the double side of the coin. So I just saw my own benefits and just became so. So passionate about it. And I, to this day, sit every morning, bedtime, and somewhere in the middle of the day, I sit and just, sometimes it's just looking at nature, slowing my breath, Mm -hmm. always Mm got to slow the breath. 30 seconds to three minutes, your nervous system will start slowing down when you slow your breath. It really will calm the nervous system, balance it, get you up in that higher frequency, which is where our loved ones are. They're in the higher zone.
1: Yes, You know, and so
0: when we, and that's where our intuitive nature is and, you know, something about the intuitive nature, which is where spirit will be our own higher self, our own spiritual nature, our spiritual nature holds our intuitive, you know, capabilities, trusting our intuition. It holds our creative expression, how we communicate, how we cope emotionally, the connection to something bigger, the divine, the universe, God, Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. words you want to call it, um, and loved ones. And it it's it's a nature that's really our natural nature. And so you can see the issues in our world when people are so far away from that nature, natural nature. And they're so far away from those qualities. We wonder why we're having, you know, a mental health crisis. We, we wonder why, you know, depression and anxiety. Because you're so far away from your natural source. Yes. Intuition is a survival mechanism mm-hmm. as well. It's how we survive down here through our personality. We will express through our physical world. We got to stop the separation. We have to start finding that middle ground. If we want our species to really find its way, you know, to its natural ability to be. Mm, (laughs) And I
1: also like the fact that how it also incorporates into our healing as well. Um, I'm a firm believer through meditation, you know, using our, our our third eye, visualizing, you know, the energy, the healing light, whatever have you. But you did mention in your book that you had a client, and, th- and you didn't know that you were going into this session in regards to um, a loved one coming through. No, it wasn't was wasn't a loved one coming through, but it was uh, she. You realized that she had a tumor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you share yeah. that, that that story
0: with us? Goosebumps Yeah very special uh story um so I was asked to go someone reached out to me they just gotten out of the hospital and they were diagnosed with like uh I don't know if it was stage three and a half kind of thing to of uh, lymphoma and so I didn't I I didn't really know what that I knew it was cancer that's about all I knew. So I went to her house and I knew her just very casually. She was, um, you know, she had very olive skin, dark hair, um, very beautiful young mom, kids all under twelve at the time, uh, maybe even younger, at three little girls, and basically, you know, I went there, I got there. She was very, very white drawn. Um, it was a little shocking, um, but I knew, you know, she'd been in the hospital three weeks. So, and she had lost a lot of weight and just everything was different about her. So I went, we went to the bedroom because she couldn't really leave the house because she had to go back in a few days to get, I think, get her port in, something like that. So we went into the bedroom. I, I facilitated an inner light healing. I saw, I don't know if you read where I saw the technique of the spiral. on the forehead. I think I wrote that. That was something I had never done in my, you know, little ways of doing inner light healing. I'd never taken um, a formal course in healing. I kind of, you know, but after doing readings and being under, you know, learning about, Med- healing and meditation and it took a life of its own on to be natural so i was just doing my own little thing that i would do which i call the inner light healing which is bringing one to that frequency of their light in their heart through a meditation and then letting them be there and then laying hands wherever you feel drawn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i was shown that experience um uh to spiral here spiral here and it was the divine mother's energy that entered and i literally could see her wow. literally with my physical eyes and, and it, there's a lot more detail to it, so I don't want to over talk it, but you can find it. I believe the story's on my website, but it is in my yep, book. Yep, yep, That's how I find and, it. Um, but basically, we, you know, we. I, I watched her stop trembling just by being shown that technique to do it. I mean, I saw the inner vision, I did it. I didn't ask questions. I did. She was, she had finally fallen asleep after I started doing that. The relaxation was just a completely. I've never stood over human fear like that in my life, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I feel still to this day. I still have not seen human fear like that, and she finally did go after the spiraling technique. So I use that in all my healings now, and I share it in the healing class too. Obviously, that would be important. So, anyways, mm-hmm. we got the, the we went through the experience. I had my experience with the Divine Mother to tell her these words: the condition is temporary, but she must believe. And those are the words of Mother Mary. Please tell her these words. The condition is temporary, but she must believe. And I was just like, hey, I mean, tears are running down my face. I could feel the divine. She's out like a light. It was amazing. And so when I was bringing her back from the meditative state, anticipating to tell her when I didn't know what her faith was, so I didn't know what she was going to feel about that. I said to her, you know, I seen the divine mother. She had a message. But she started actually saying it's gone before I even got to tell her that you know that sentence she was saying it's gone and then she said but i'm afraid to think that because you know she knows what she was diagnosed with three days before you know and i said no no don't be afraid listen so i told her what i experienced she reached in her pocket and pulled out a medal of mother mary and said i've been praying to her to heal me for my children (gasps) we we looked at i looked at her and i go girl you got a tan in that reading, in that healing, and we both looked down at the mirror at the end of her bed. And we're, she goes, "Oh my god, she was all, all of again." I mean, her face looked at everything. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And she said, "But what about chemo?" <laughs> She said that. What about chemo? I'm supposed to start chemo. I go. She didn't tell you not to get chemo. She told you not to claim the condition. So this is what you do. You listen to your meditations during your treatments. You you. When people tell you, "I'm so sorry about your cancer," how's your just think in your head if you don't want to say it out loud. I'm not claiming that condition. Do the have your moments. Cry, but then say, "I'm not claiming that darn condition." Just and so we we got it. She was empowered. She walked out in the living room. Her whole family went like who is she because she walked out when she went to the bedroom she could barely stand straight and went one shuffle at a time she literally walked out and picked out her kids picked up a toy in the hallway what one of her i mean she didn't even think twice to do it she didn't even she did it she couldn't have done that before but a few days later she had to go back to her doctor appointment and do they had to do something and i guess he had to take an x-ray And he asked her three times what she did while she in the last three days. And she goes, she said, I told him, you're not going to rain on my parade. I'm not telling you. I feel great. I'm I'm in. This is what I got to do. Tell me what I got to do. He goes, well, you left here with a baseball tumor in your lung and you now have a pee and I have no medical explanation. Well, I love it. She goes, I didn't even know how to explain it. But listen, this is the power, the divine energy when it's present, when your frequency is up that high, these conditions can't live there. Yes. But if we sit in that fear and we energize it, we're giving it water. We're watering the flower. I will honestly say, I don't say, and "Go! I'm going to heal your tumor and clear your tumor because that's not what that was. Yes. But you have to start believing we have some power, a lot of power within ourselves mm-hmm. to maybe even avoid these conditions, yes. let alone move ourselves through them with grace and with spirit and with strength and dignity that sometimes, you know, we don't have. Theme is going.
1: And, and like you mentioned, <laughs> okay. it's, it, you know, it's based a lot on frequency. And you did mention in your book too, um, your thoughts on, you know, prescription medication or any form of medication. And you did share, you know, especially I think you have one client with um, uh, where there was a, a mental depression, something like that, mm-hmm. and how you know, you can't get through to that client because of the medication and the frequency within that. Can you share or, or expand a little bit on that for me? Yeah. Or for us, and for, you for know, my
0: listeners. And I know we're, yeah, we're throwing the words around a lot, me and you, the energy frequency, because we're so, in the healing arts, we are so familiar with it. So for people who don't know, you know, a happy thought is a high frequency thought, a yes. sad thought, grief, which most people come to me because of is very low frequency. These are all emotions that we are wired through our own higher spiritual nature to go through, for one. So we do have through that faith and belief to, we're allowed to, please trust your weaker moments. I don't ever want to say la 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 about some of the hard things people go through, but when you, um, what I've learned in the last 18 years of doing this work, um, is that the medications, a lot of the mental health medications drop frequency, like a roller coaster. Okay. And And when you go down, yep. When you go down into that zone and you're too low, that's what I call the pharmaceutical induced suicide. I I survived it 30 years ago because I was 40 years. I was 28, whatever that was. I did not know anything about this. I was still cutting hair and coloring hair. And I was given, can I say the name? Is that legal <laughs> i don't want to get you in trouble one of the more popular medications that are still out there um yeah. that for i was hyperventilating actually i went i was hyperventilating i went to the er and they gave me this very popular medication still and um i didn't really want to take it I go, well, i'm hyperventilating and they go well that's anxiety attack i go well what's that well i didn't know well are you stressed out i go no i am trying to make a decision to move back you know, from the West coast to the East coast, but you know, I mean, eh, this is probably a relationship. I shouldn't be in mean normal 28 year old girl stuff going on, you know, Yeah, (laughs) probably, you know, in the big picture, well, your body is having anxiety. So take this every day, go to your doctor, get more. And I'm like, so my fear was to hyperventilate again. So I said, I'll take it for the five days that they gave me one in the morning, one at night. They'd given me one when I arrived there. Um, So then I took the bedtime one um, and I did not like how I felt. I remember saying I feel weird. I felt like my hands weren't attached to my body. That was one of the things ooh. that never left me. Yeah, that's what I felt, disoriented, like, ooh. And then I but I went to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning and I said, okay, I'm just gonna do this for the five days. I and mean, I'm having my whole little conversation. In the meantime, making big plans to move back because it was time. <laughs> and um, and took the the next one, and about 20 minutes in, I would say, I started to feel disoriented again and i felt like my hands weren't on my body it was just the weirdest like i was detached so i went i'm throwing that stuff out i threw it in my basket i didn't take it for 24 hours i called movers i got things shipped in and shaping and mm-hmm, ready mm-hmm. to go in 24 hours you know but i was you know or at least or you know scheduled to go 24 hours later i was in my apartment and the feeling came over me again this disorientation i'm looking at my apartment my hands feel like i just felt like this like i wasn't there and then i saw myself like a hologram which i will explain something on that twice walked by and then i heard get your and blow your head off and i went what and i heard it again and it yelled i called my girlfriend i said get down to my apartment now and get my gun i had a gun i used to go shooting um out of my apartment she comes flying down it was a 42nd episode honestly the voices were screaming in my brain to do that I felt like I was floating to my closet where my gun was when she ran in my door I was on a death grip on my couch death grip and I she said when I looked at her she'll still cry to this day when we talk about it she looked at my eyes she said your eyes were black You were not you. And I ran in and she screamed, what's going on? And I just went, and I go, I don't know. I'm hearing voices. And, you know, and and so she ran to the basket and said, this is what happened when you went to the ER. She told me this is that you can't just stop. I go well, what is it? And she said, anxiety medicine. You're not supposed to just stop. I go, well, I'm not taking it if it makes me do this. Now, you got to understand, I did not understand anything about energy then, meditation. I was not doing those things then. You know, mm-hmm. I was uh, always wanting to meditate, but I never could. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first incident personally. And then fast forward, you know, 15 years. Now I'm through my own experiences. I've surrendered my scissors and foiling. <laughs> And I'm doing this work, and I don't even call it work. and I start to get these beautiful young beings sitting in front of me while I'm talking to a parent showing me these flat lines, Picasso painting, a pharmaceutical bottle. and I, and it always ended up being a suicide that and the person was on medication for mental health. sometimes wow. just put on it. Never did I correlate my experience. never didn't cross my mind. Except one, after about six months, I said, wow, what are these cases? I mean, I know I'm helping the families, but this is intense. The Picasso ended up becoming the distorted reality. Because we could look at a Picasso artwork and go, well, eyes, nose, ears, mouth. But when you, when that was how they were telling me, when they looked at it, it was like, "Mm, mm, it hurt. Like no, no orientation. Another young man on meds that took his own life told his family member, one and one equals two. I go, he said one and one equals two, because she literally yelled, why, why, why? And he answered her immediately. And I, she said, okay, we, we both didn't know where it was going. And then he goes one and one to me. And he showed me a number that went from left peripheral vision to right peripheral vision. You could not say now he was uh, putting that with one and one equals. And then he just held his head like, it can't, now, he was medicated from, I think, eight years old. Now he's in his 20s. Holy Didn't like the medication, never liked it, but he was put on it for focus and concentration and holding still and all that, like many. And I respect if it's helping your people. Trust me, I'm not a med shamer. I have complete respect if it's helping someone. Mm-hmm. I do not see those cases. Those are not the people coming to me. And according to the spirit world, it's 98% of the people on it do are are more falling into where I was and these Living in a in a incapable to cope with natural human emotion space, which could lead them to psychotic. It just depends. I mean, look at just watch the commercials. I mean, the side effects are there. They're real. Yeah. That's what yeah. I tell people. So where meditation comes and what it is is it's separating you from your higher frequency. It's tr- keeping you down in the low frequencies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where addiction can be, you know, where uh, bipolar, two polarities. Spirit World has a very interesting definition of bipolar. And I'll mm-hmm. never forget the first time it downloaded to me in a session was, in a healing session was, look, we're all bipolar. We all have two polarities. But when exactly. you're in diagnosis, what, what has happened is the low frequency has dominated the consciousness subconscious as well so it's running in that frequency constantly oh law of attraction is based on our emotional frequencies so that law is just bringing you everything that looks yep. like that exactly. and it ain't pretty down there it ain't pretty down there mm-hmm. you know so we're, we're we're tapping a very powerful issue in a nutshell in a way but this is where i learned mm-hmm. about it through my when my own Your experience, own experience. Became yeah. pure, to this mom whose son is telling her stuff and then telling and I'm all of a sudden flashing back because he seemed like verbatim almost what I went through I and like, whoa 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 wait a minute the voices made him he observed himself I saw myself walk by that was my higher self
1: Exactly. my
0: your spirit splits your mm-hmm. consciousness mm-hmm. will split when the frequencies too low schizophrenic wow it's amazing how this can help Yes, And they said, somebody who's very a beautiful a teacher who I have utmost respect for has taught me, showed me this once. I said, you know, I never could understand the Picasso. She goes, oh, well, he was under treatment for mental illness when he was doing that artwork. I'm like, oh, my God. That explains she, it. Picasso. Totally
1: explains we went to the it.
0: chapter. It was like crazy. That was crazy to me. I was like, that was the, I got the flat line. It kind of keeps you like in that dead yeah. zone. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah and so much we could talk about. About on that, but that's yeah. where meditation moves your frequency up. Yes, certain medications drop your frequency and hold it down like a tsunami. You're exactly. under there, and you're always drowning.
1: And you know that's what's gonna happen issue. now. Now that we've had this conversation, the next time I have a connection, you know, with someone in spirit who passed through that, I'll probably get shown Picasso now.
0: <laughs> you probably will, and you will Great. know, you will yep. know. And that's our you know. You know, that night, uh, Helen, I prayed after that mom left because she knew she didn't let her son down. Mm-hmm. He was eight minutes. She He called and said, Mom, I don't know what's wrong with me. He wasn't saying I want to kill myself. It's not where he was. Yeah. He goes, I feel weird, Mom. I feel weird. I, I feel disoriented. Honey, I'm on my way. She was eight minutes from his apartment. When she got there, he was already oh. gone. He wow. fig- <clears throat> I prayed that night and I said... What do I do with this information? Mm-hmm. I'm a medium. I mean, I get, I, I, what do I do with this information? And the voice, people laugh sometimes if you make a comment that the voice to say, we all have an inner voice. What frequency is it talking in? Mm-hmm. And are we open to the higher voices above us? Part of who we are. That's where our intuition will come through and guide us, you know, through the, our, own, our own inner voice and out through our, our, you know, how we're going to react from that. But I heard this very exact word. "Quote: Please don't stop talking about it. So many more are coming this way. It will take down our species before any war." Wow. Anyone want to argue me oh, on that yeah. point right now?
1: Yeah, definitely not me. No way.
0: Mm-mm. We see that, what's going on out there.
1: That's freaking powerful. Freaking powerful.
0: Could cry right now, thinking I can hear those words, and I want. I won't stop, and mm-hmm. I haven't. And it's just getting to be even where Twitter and places where people speak out on their, you know, mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. effects after long term yep. use, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's getting to be bigger and people are speaking out on it now. And moms are realizing they don't want to medicate their children for that. There are other options. Yeah. Nutrition being. Yeah. Fun.
1: Well, you 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 taught meditation in schools, didn't you? For students. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you've had some amazing experiences from students coming forward and sharing their experiences. Like that's, the we need to push that out there more and more. It, it's, it has to be brought into our, our education system. Start it now, does. Start, start when the kids are young, implement it. Hopefully parents could also engage in this as well. Can you imagine the <laughs> harmony in, in homes if the parents did it with the kids and you know plant that seed and then have that evolve into their everyday. Right. Uh, and, it's just and, mindfulness
0: and or quiet people with, time, people Call it with, whatever you want, you know,
1: people with a PDSD, you know, people from the, the war or the military, uh, you know, police officers, what they have to go through, you know, all of them, Any, anyone that has to deal with crisis on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, PTSD is interesting because that I've worked, i worked with them. I've done some volunteer work with veterans with meditation mm-hmm. and it's sad. It kind of gets let go of. They don't want, you know, they just somebody gets doesn't want to facilitate it anymore. And it's like, my gosh, you know, somebody people are willing to give an hour of their time a week for your people. Yep. Don't let that go. But it, it was just an isolated thing that mm-hmm. kind of made me sad that they wouldn't just, you know, well, we're kind of busy for this. And there was a regular eight people on there. And they had, yeah, whatever. But um, PTSD, according to the spirit world, is when any trauma, when the shock happens and the emotional shock, the, the frequency drop that goes with that. And then the frequency gets stuck like a vinyl record. So the emotions are stuck. So now when emotions are stuck, what happens when emotions are repeating themselves in that frequency, the thoughts continue and then the thoughts are energizing the emotions. This is what the spirit world says. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. So what happens is you can get triggered or, or it's always there and it's always running it, running it running it so you have to get out of the frequency That's in order for the is. to move and as the frequency goes up you can move away addictions the same definition get out mm-hmm. of the frequency of addiction which is quite low and which based on emotion don't you love when someone says well i'm not a, an emotional person i'm like oh, Lord, <laughs> yes you are you're having one right now <laughs> Yeah, they And they're, You know, it, it, it's part of understanding we are thinking, feeling beings, and that's what we're doing with every single thought, and it's manifesting.
1: It's oh, manifesting. and with the veil much thinner nowadays, we're manifesting very quickly, very, very quickly. Oh, yeah.
0: amen. With that, the veil are yep. within.
1: Yeah. That's why. Uh-huh. That's why I always say it a lot to my clients: is you know, observe your thoughts, like observe your emotions. Where are you? You know, what are you holding on to, right? Which is a segue mm-hmm. leading into your chapter six about love,
0: love. self-love,
1: love—a
0: you know I mean? whole different frequency yeah. of love, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, isn't yeah. it? Whoa. How powerful! That's a good frequency.
1: Did you want to do you want to combine a little bit? You know, you mentioned also in chapter nine, and I just kind of want to I'm gonna get dirty minded here. Chapter six, chapter nine. Can we bring 69 together?
0: <laughs> yeah. That has love sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> there's love in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, and that's that's just what's so fun right now, Helen. Understanding yourself is spiritually it's a lot of it's funny. We do funny when we're in our higher frequencies, yep. you know, why not have fun with it? It's sexy. Oh, I'm, it's I'm funny, all about it's, fun. I'm all about all fun. of it. Yeah. Anyone, that, know, knows, it, anyone
1: that knows me, that's what I, that's, that's the frequency I want to stay at.
0: We might have to collaborate on a little retreat or something. We're going to talk. <laughs> I love it. Have Too much fun. <laughs> such <Yes>. a thing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, what was the you said the self love? Yeah, so the, I don't know.
1: yeah, you mentioned a lot about you know active and reactive. Do we live in love? Do we need the love? Self-love, you know, in order for you to move forward in relationship, number one, the foundation is loving yourself, self-love. It needs to start with you. And I find, you know, with people when they're dealing with broken hearts or their loneliness or their grieving, the first thing that we want to do is find someone to latch on to, to find someone to give you that love. Um, but I'm a firm believer that. That it needs to start within is, is loving who you are. you agree on that?
0: Absolutely. Because the more, you know, the measurement of self love really puts out energetically through the law of attraction and the law of universe, not our law. We didn't make this law up. So don't be mad at us people when you hear this. Fight. This is a natural, powerful, sacred law happening. So how much you love yourself is really the degree of love that you will feel and attract to yourself from others. And Mm -hmm, whether it's a person mm -hmm. or your career, I mean, you can really bring it down into all things. But when you're thinking about a person, because when you go into a person loving yourself, you love yourself, you can laugh at yourself. You're more confident. You don't need love. You you would desire it in a higher way and want Mm -hmm. someone to be able to love themselves, too, because if anyone's in a relationship where their person makes, you know, their level of be their love center, like you're responsible for them feeling love those dangerous relationships nowadays
1: absolutely yeah
0: that's you know when you think about domestic abuse what's happening their foundation is being rocked if a woman stands up and wants to step out and we just have to watch the news to see what can happen there you know Mm -hmm. we both all know it's out there and these these stories of you know people having to flee quietly with their children i mean the stories are horrendous i see them in my work And when you don't draw that kind of love, imagine you're not going to draw something that puts you in fear or they have a need for you to supply them with the love they didn't get in their trauma. I mean, come on. It's not about their bad or evil, but if you can align yourself with higher frequency love and recognize love that could be based more in a uh, fear-based situation, you would be saving yourselves a lot of trouble. I mean, if I think back in my 20s... (laughs) dodged a few of those things Yeah, if I really understood the power of self-love I think I tried to always do it because I always honored my own space and stuff but yeah I wasn't making those decisions in my 20s I don't know if anybody really does you're still discovering 20s. yourself <laughs> yeah figuring it out <laughs> figuring it out who to love and who not to love but yeah just not you know not loving in need and not loving in fear and that yes. will happen when you honor self-love, just moments in the day, every day, something to show and honor the Mm love for yourself. It's it's amazing what it does.
1: Yeah. I had that with a, a client of mine she was having relationship issues and, you know, we got onto the topic about self-love and, you know, practicing that exercise where you look in the mirror, you know, and it's just taking, taking time out and appreciating who you are, where you're at, self-judgment, all of that. And as soon as she started doing her own inner work, really tapped in and fell in love with herself. And she's like, I don't, I really don't need anyone now. Like I, I love where I'm at right now. And as soon as she hit that, as she hit that frequency, boom, the love of her life showed up and she, that's you know, it. she reached that's out to me and she goes, I need to share this with you. Right. And this was actually last week and, and you know, now she's moved in with them and, you know, and and she says, and I realized that it was the power of self-love that did it.
0: So that's beautiful. I love hearing that the power of self-love, it is powerful. And I know in, in my, you know, readings and stuff, I see many people will sit for me and like nothing say. I don't love myself. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, we're going to change that today. And you know what else? I, and you will like this as, as, um, in a sense, spiritual mm-hmm. counselor, whatever we call ourselves. I always say when they say the word, I'm working on it, I'm trying, I'm like, those two words immediately leave yeah. now. You are going to be devoted to self love. Devotion is Devotion. different than working and trying. Mm-hmm. But even in a relationship, when you, Redevote yourself to a relationship instead of every day. We're trying, we're working on it. Oh, you know, people work all day. They come home, there's still more work to do mm-hmm. in the home. Who wants to say now? You got to look at each other and go. Now we're got to work on this. You know, no, nah, yeah. no wonder people throw on the towel. Be devoted to it, and then recognize mm-hmm. you did all you could. And if you have to have two happy homes instead of one unhappy home, let's mm-hmm. go down that road. There's ways to go through these things in life that we go through with, with love and grace,
1: love and grace. Yes. And I do sense too, that where we're at right now, um, it's more about, and a lot of people, they just want to be stuck in the past or fear in the future. And I feel the biggest present to give yourself is being presence.
0: Being in the the
1: present moment, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the presence of being present in the exact Mm -hmm. moment and, you know, just observing where you are in that moment and, you know, observing your thoughts again, your emotions, where you are. And when it comes with relationships, same thing. It's just, why not just like take it day by day? Like, why do we have to put a label onto what the relationship is moving forward? Mm-hmm. And we always want to compare them to other relationships either that you've had or other people. And it's like, why mm-hmm. can you not just enjoy being?
0: Mm-hmm. Just be. Big one. People don't know how, but I, you know it's part of being a teacher. And I don't think is you know I I think we still have to practice it ourselves. I mean, it's not like we're calling our. I don't say oh I'm the expert on love, but I I am devoted, you know, to self love. I am devoted mm-hmm. to my marriage. I am I can see times when I wasn't and what it was doing to it. Yep. You know, and and when you can look at those things and go wow. Take a deep breath and see, Mm -hmm. and you know, it just clears your head and you intuitively really do know what you want for yourself instead of what you need or fear you'll never get. I mean, it's just, we can go in, it's psychology, but it's spiritual psychology, the spirit, your higher self will communicate to you that even that word devotion, we're not Mm -hmm. working on this. We're devoted to it. You know, it's a piece, a more peace in between you because you're mm-hmm. everything travels to the partnerships anyway. You're all communicating mm-hmm. without talking. Mm.
1: And That's speaking, nice. speaking of relationships, the one part that I that I was listening to on my drive, and I mentioned this to you earlier, was um, when you mentioned your son, and I became so emotional when you know you were describing how your son, you know placed his hand, was it? he placed his hand over his heart yeah. and described, like described God. God. Can you please share so this- in your, share in your own words, that beautiful story that you shared regarding your, your three, your son was three at the time. Can you share that? Yep. Yeah.
0: Turning twenty three this month. I can say, he still remembers that too, by the way. Yeah. but Yeah, yeah. We were doing what I would call our prayer time at night. You know, one of my things with him, even as a little boy, he I'd say anything make you sad today, and he he'd tell me, you know, his truck broke or something, and anything what made you happy, and I said, oh, you made me cookies. You know, as a three year old, these little simple things, you know, and I'd say good and then i at that night i decided to add you know anytime that you're sad or confused or angry and you feel you know you can't talk to mommy or daddy you can always talk to god because he will hear you and he went god's not a he mommy with this wonder in his face like God's not a he don't you know that and i go you know our concept of god it's higher power frequency it's pure light, light love it's not the you know what i would say in my it's not the bearded man with the mallet judging us all and telling us where to go and you know so just throw that out there you know because that's that was my traditional upbringing kind of really for, for me so i said well what is what is god honey and he thought i'll just do it he went that's a feeling touching his hand heart Eyes were closed and just held it for a few seconds. And I was just going, the emotions that he showed. That's a feeling. Beautiful. So beautiful. And and I went into mother mode. Boy, I hope he remembers that at 16. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, he's. He's meditated, he's always known to, you know, play the guided meditations because I have a lot of guided If you use my website, you get five free downloads. By the way, we can say that a little bit later if you like. But, um, I, if you just put your email address in, if you want to be on the email list for events, you get five free meditation downloads and I mean five minute ones, 10 minute ones, 20 minute ones. I'm on it, it doesn't I'm matter, on it. I'm five minutes on a day, yep. five minutes a day. But to this day, he still will do that when he's, you know. He doesn't say he does it every day, but he says he does it three times a week. That's what he told me. I said, well, that's still good. That's still good. And But I remember he would have bonfires in the backyard, and his friends would come over. We, in New York, we had a beautiful yard for that kind of stuff. And his teenage friends would come over. And first, get your mom. Mrs. Lynch, will you do meditation around the fire? Those kids... They'd be like this. They'd be knocked out, you know, their heads hanging off the chairs. And I would just guide them into a little bonfire. Nice. Thing. These kids are just still the greatest group of kids, even though we don't live there anymore. They just watch I watch them on social media and they're just good kids, but just watching that they 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 wanted that on Saturday night at 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. It was just amazing to see. It was amazing. Yeah to live. and and expose so many little minds to that because I know they carry it with them. I know they do.
1: Yeah. It's within us. That's definitely definitely within us, I have one story you. I'd
0: love to share about that yes. meditation if you got the time all right yep. so when I was doing meditation in the schools and this is a you know anyone who's in the education system listening to this my principal of our local high school experienced meditation with me for personal reasons and literally called me and said I want you in my school he got a grant I was actually would volunteer and go there all the time for the coaches or certain teachers to talk about meditation and take the kids into one I did that all the time but he wanted me there so I committed to three days a week of few hours a day. And we literally, I had a meditation room. They, I love a low lighting. I had oils diffusing. I had high frequency music playing. They would sit on their yoga mats and just lay and I would guide them into breathing. And so I was there and they could come in, teachers could send them down. Um you know they could come on lunch anytime I was there after school. It was a beautiful thing on a grant, by the way, because he did want to pay me something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he got a grant for that. So those grants are out there for schools to get these rooms if it's needed, you know, if you don't have somebody in in staff that could do it, which I'm sure they could. But so anyways, I would never forget this one, one kid. That room was always busy. I would sometimes have to sing hang a sign on the door um, you know, Capacity 20 minutes full. before yeah, oh. yeah. And I could fit a good 15 in there. And I never forget this one kid walked in and he was definitely sent down there because he was probably something was going on in the classroom. <laughs> and he was, you know, six foot tall football player kid and i'm sitting in the chair open the door and go like that and give me a look and i told him to sit you know sit there and then i start guiding him you know and he only had about 15 minutes because he got there toward the end of the period so the bell rang and the kids all get up and leave that had been there and he stood up and i'm looking up at him he's a big kid and he looks at me he goes mrs lynch <laughs> where'd my anger go and i looked at him and i go Oh, and he goes, I was so angry when I walked in here. I didn't want to be in here, but they made me come down. I don't feel angry anymore, Mrs. Lynch, and I don't understand. So I told him, energy, frequency, the breathing, slowed your nervous system down. Mm -hmm. Next day, he came in with five more football players. (gasps) Five kids. Yep. That is awesome. I love that. that. That was something reoccurring all the time. Kids would come in. I remember hearing the kids out in the hallway go, "That room's dope, man. You got to go in that room." <laughs> they that's, would be in the hallway. They, that they would be they, they, for the fluorescent lighting. I said, "Okay, you guys, you're going to walk out in that lighting. Take a few breaths. We need to lower the lighting in these hallways.
1: Mm-hmm. We need
0: to lower the lighting. Fluorescent See, lighting frequency.
1: all day long in fluorescent lighting."
0: they need to change that i don't know it probably saved the elect on the grid too but that, i'm just saying the education the schools to get these downtime rooms mindful yes. rooms my principal said mm-hmm. you call it meditation that's what it is i don't care and we did and um it it was for 5 years i did it and you and know it, what stopped it covid covid because yeah. they couldn't sit that close together and then it just kind of fell off the the yeah, grid I mean-
1: Maybe, maybe we need to be advocates
0: it for it. Yeah. Even oh, yeah, five I mean, minutes.
1: We just need five minutes. Do you remember? Well, they, they took it out of the school system where we would start off here in Canada, the National Anthem, and then do like the quick Lord's Prayer. Well, they took all yeah. that out, right?
0: And um, what was that doing? Raising the frequency yeah. of every child in that school.
1: And same with um, the the physical education. You know, practically now nothing. And, you know, when I was, my kids were really young. I noticed this. I'm like, what's happening with the, with the gym classes? This is not right. We need physical activity. So mm-hmm. I got proactive mm-hmm. and I have my own little, just, this is a little shout out. Not a of people, not a lot of people remember that I did this, but I created uh, I was teaching yoga at the time. So I created for kids a uh, cookie, the yoga size clown, very whimsical clown. Right. So this rainbow I'm zombie, gorgeous. just a little, just a little, you know, red on my nose and some glitter, you know, very, very, you know, whimsical, like and fun. And I auditioned seven kids who represented each chakra, right? And we created, our, I created a show. I had my own show, and we would, we would go. It was actually supposed to be an animation, so it was going to be half live, half animation, and it was going to be for through Nickelodeon, which was the children's show here in Toronto. Yeah. And we came, we, you know, we we put together a a board a vision board, or whatever you want to call it. So we had it. I had such a production company, little production company, and we were almost hired on to have our own TV show. Um, and I did go into a couple of schools at the same time. I did do a couple of live events, but I won't get into why. Well, I'll share this very quickly. It, it folded because of my partner at the time, it became about money. And I just said, you know, if this is going to be an issue, then, you know, just for, for purpose, legal purposes, I had to, I had to end it, but to know wow. that I had started that, right. And, you know, people were, were taking it all in, they were absorbing and they're like, yes, we need this in our system and d- d- do it on the TV, get the kids, you know, and I know, I know there's shows oh, out there, it. but the mm-hmm. idea of doing, and we did, we did like a little meditation, we did a little musical around yoga, oh. we made we made the poses very um, animal-like, very so that kids could, you know, move into it. Just we made oh, it just fun. God. We brought it to their level and made it fun. And the kids, you know, again, each one wearing the colors uh, of each chakra. And um, this you know, is amazing. A, yeah. So yeah, it was called uh, Cookie, the Yoga Size Clown, and it was it was under the edutainment, edutainment edutainment yeah. wow Ed- edutainment and yeah i saw so I, I put about a good a lot of sweat and tears went into that for about a good two years and and, and being wow. inspired because of my kids and the education system so that's that that's what led me to talk about this is the fact that man if we could just again five minutes bring it to the board can we not do five minutes like even even i remember we did uh was it grade? Grade four, I think it was. We was called the popcorn, and they did it over the announcement, right after the Lord's prayer, after the national anthem. They would play the song, and all the kids would be jumping up and down. And they took why they took all of that out of the education
0: system. They heard it. Yeah, that's why we need homeschool. We need more homeschooling. Well, I've always said that what I saw in Montessori schools. Yeah, would be neighborhoods, you know, people getting together and what they would pay for private school that maybe would be a little less or something where they could pay a teacher to come in. Who has the big basement there? You know, I I still think it'll go to that. I got a feeling, you know, mm -hmm. I
1: believe, Beth, we are moving into that. More people are awakening. More people are starting to realize we should be taking care of our own our own vessels through nature, through you mm-hmm. know organic foods. And 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 I'll, and I'll be honest with you, I, I truly believe that COVID woke a lot of people up. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you were in our lockdown. It's like, you know, I I have to admit, I gained weight, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't as active. Hey,
0: and I-, I had to close my office, and I ended up saying, "Well, I'm remote anyway. I can move back to Florida and be near my family. That's yeah. <laughs> so it did me a blessing." Yeah.
1: But let's hope and pray. I, yep. Let's put that. Let's put that energy out there.
0: You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll raise the
1: frequency, and hopefully, people who listen to this will maybe we have planted some seeds. Other yes. schools around absolutely. the world, absolutely, we maybe did. Par- I
0: know we did.
1: Parents listening and say, you know, they're onto something. Maybe we should do something in our mm-hmm. community for our children, right? Because the children mm-hmm. are our future. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I even, exactly. I, even uh, I even created little daily inspiration cards for kids. I, we're talking. Uh, I don't know, almost twenty years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. See what our well, kids look did? on my website. I have yeah. Donald's Journey to the Tree, which was a meditation I did for kids. It has oh, all the positive affirmations and, and the coming out in the back of it. It's, it's recorded too, and yeah. I laugh because Snoop Dogg came out with his little version of affirmations, and I'm like, I did that twenty years ago, but I'm not Snoop Dogg. So you know. yeah. But maybe it'll inspire yeah. people to go further and look and Donald will get picked up eventually.
1: <laughs> well, for, for my listeners and my viewers, innerlightteaching.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-L-I-G-H-T, teaching.com is where you're going to find Beth um, her book. Again, Life, Death, and In Between, which I loved. And um, her meditations. So I just. presentation. I just yep. want to come right. Thank you, here. thank you for being my guest. We, we we covered quite a bit.
0: Oh, we covered a lot. We really did, and I thank you for having me. I really would uh, have me back. I would love to be back sometime. Or yes, you know, absolutely. we'll talk. We got to talk.
1: Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do an exchange. I'll read for you. You read for me.
0: Who knows? We could do that. That right. would be nice. I would do that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank we'll
1: you. Talk. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure that my listeners and my viewers are, are going to be highly motivated and inspired and maybe even healed. Who knows? Love that. Raise the frequency, the power of love. Okay. Thank you so much, Beth.
0: Thank you for having me. Very grateful.
1: Okay. All the best. So what did you think? Did you learn a lot? Did you enjoy the conversation as much as I did and as much as Beth did? So if you're interested to go to her website, it's called Inner Light Teaching. So that's I-N-N-E-R-L-I-G-H-T teaching.com. If you're interested in ordering her book, I believe she does Zoom calls as well. Um, I can't remember if we had mentioned that in the actual interview, but I do highly suggest reaching out to her if you feel like she resonates with you. But yeah, I, again, I really enjoyed this session because I learned a few things myself. And that's one thing I like about meeting up with other mediums is because we're always still learning. You know, we'll always be learning from different teachers and different experiences. At least I do anyway. So again, thank you for tuning in. I really enjoyed having uh, this interview with her. Hope you did too. And again, as her website, if you want to reach out to her, is innerlightteaching.com, Beth Lynch. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed my podcast and would like to have your very own session with me, please visit my website at helenpeacock.ca. And you can also subscribe and follow me on social media. And wherever you are listening from, I would really love it if you could please leave me a review. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love never ends. It's just different.